Welcome to Ismanias the Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Omar Lopez, and I'm joined with someone who has three pairs of underwear on... Josh Hemo. How do you know? Let's just say I saw your whale tail when you came <laughs> <laughs> Where are all these other people laughing? Okay. Uh, we're going to go around the table, okay, Josh? I'm scared. Calm down. I'm scared. There's a lot of voices. I know you're hearing them Stranger the danger. Time. All right. Um, we're also joined with someone who gets all the ladies with his big meaty claws. <laughs> <laughs> I do not have big meaty claws. My name is Jose Luis Martinez Franco Ramirez Gutierrez Miranda La Rosa Jr. or Jose for short. <laughs> is that your is that your uh, God given name? That's my government name. That's your government <laughs> Got it. And then I'm also joined with the world's only albino jellyfish. Hannah Lockhart. You don't you don't have a is that your government name as well? Yeah, it's pretty boring. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. Just the two. <laughs> And then finally, I'm joined with our intern, someone whose secret box I personally see. <laughs> oh my god, Fatima Emil. <laughs> Solid. So uh, we have a lot of people because it's a very special episode. Uh, this episode we're watching is season two, episode fifteen, "The Secret Box" slash "Band Geeks." Act one, "The Secret Box." So this entire act is literally just Patrick has a secret box and not knowing what's inside drives SpongeBob crazy. And spoiler alert, it's a photo of SpongeBob doing something embarrassing at the Christmas party. So to start things off, I want to pass things off to our guests. What do you think SpongeBob was doing? Oh, he was twerking. What, what, what evidence do you have? You know you know how like people drink a lot and then they get on the table and they start twerking? Can't relate. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I will pass it off to Jose. <laughs> uh, I... Uh, to be honest, I didn't really think about this, and I don't know if I have an answer because I don't know if SpongeBob is the embarrassing type of guy. Like that he gets embarrassed? That he gets embarrassed. It must have like, been something crazy, though, because when he right. thinks about it, that scream of terror he lets out in his bed is <laughs> He was awful. really scared. It, like, like, drove him crazy, yeah. so it had to be something. But is it something that's, like, embarrassing for SpongeBob, which is just normal? So my question, I guess, is what is embarrassing for SpongeBob? Yeah. What do you think that is? I, I feel like it might be related maybe to his work ethic, just because it's something that he's so like passionate mm -hmm. about. Mm -hmm. um, maybe. He had a Krabby Patty on his dick. <laughs> maybe he went back to his grandma. Oh. <laughs> I like how Those one's all wholesome. <laughs> Those two were not related. Zero to a hundred. <laughs> SpongeBob has been naked before. So right. unless it's like documented proof that he's naked. He was embarrassed when he ripped his pants. So maybe it's something mm. of that caliber. Mm. Maybe he just wasn't presenting his best self in that moment. I have but a his, feeling like, that his him, and, him and Pearl are hooking up. That is, and he doesn't want Mr. Krabs. Pearl is under She's age. She's a kid. Is she? Isn't he? This is why you're the intern. <laughs> this is stressful. <laughs> Thank you so much. Wait, I'll, see, no, I'll that, see myself out. I feel like uh, that brings up a good question. Though. Disclaimer: How We don't encourage underage hookups. <laughs> <laughs> He's definitely older than high school. Which yeah. Pearl? <laughs> is Pearl in high school? Is that canon? Yes, yeah. they yeah. go to prom together. Oh, okay, so they they let her take a forty year old to prom. He's probably like twenty one, I think. I think in Canny, he's like twenty twenty one. Yeah, he's in his college years. Okay, well, he's not I do know someone who was in college who was dating a high schooler and went to prom with her. So that you, person is also a creep. You make that seem like <laughs> she's directly referencing me, and she makes it seem like I was like forty or something. <laughs> Monster. So if we're saying that SpongeBob's a creep for hooking up with Pearl, then Omar is also a creep. Omar Lopez Jr. 
That's that's canon. That's actual life canon yeah. right there. <laughs> wow. All right. Uh, how about someone else Moving brings forward. up a topic to talk about? <laughs> I'm really uh, regretting this. I'll bring it up. Yeah. I just want to say that I think this episode of SpongeBob is the greatest of all time. I and I'm, I'm not just speaking about Secret Box. I'm talking about like season two, episode 15. Yeah, the, yeah, the entire, whole thing. Yeah. It's iconic. I, exactly. Because Bank Geeks is iconic. And actually, I think this episode is really, really good storytelling. Because by the end of the episode, I'm still wondering, until this day, I'm still wondering, <laughs> what did that picture freaking look like? Yeah. And someone once told me that really good storytelling is if you leave whatever you saw, the movie, uh, theater, whatever, with more questions than when you entered. And I'm still wondering till this day what that freaking picture looked like. Right, because like the creators of SpongeBob didn't do no J.K. Rowling where they're like, actually, <laughs> backfill the weird stuff. <laughs> yeah, that picture was a picture of Patrick drinking kale juice. <laughs> Can you imagine one day there's like a Pottermore equivalent to SpongeBob? Could you imagine? <laughs> oh, I would not sign up for that. Uh, I've learned my lesson. I, <laughs> I fell prey to that. I would again. You would again. Uh, I remember when we signed up for Pottermore, I had to like do like different emails because I just wanted a different uh, username because the usernames that they yeah, gave you were random. horrible. It was yeah. like Sword Charm six like, seven yeah. eleven, and you're like, like what? Flu Echo, and then a string of numbers. I'm like, all right, cool. Should we all we uh, give our Pottermore name? So that, well, that wasn't my real one. I don't want anyone knowing. I'm the listeners can Pottermore. add us on Pottermore. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out. Um, I do like that SpongeBob does have a list of secrets that he just blurts out. To Patrick, he and one of to them Patrick. is he dances to loading zone announcements. I noticed that, yeah. <laughs> which I don't know where the hell that comes out of because everything else makes sense. Because the other ones he says are, um, he's a little bit naive. He sleeps with the shoes on, which is disgusting, and <laughs> he eats his toast with jelly on both sides. But aren't a lot of those? What I couldn't get past was like a lot of those were common knowledge. Yeah, well, and I guess that's the big thing about this episode. What makes a secret a secret, right? Mm. I think a lot of people talk about secrets and they're like oh i have a secret but you just by you saying that is you're inviting people to ask what that secret is right and then it's not a secret anymore right exactly i don't know the secret paradox i don't know i mention my ndas all the time but i don't ever say what's there what's i feel like that's just asking like i think that's what patrick was doing the whole time he's like poking a shark yeah. he's like oh i got the secret box you don't know what's in it and he's just like forcing spongebob to go crazy and i feel like people do that when they want people to ask what we have a lot is. i or no edit that out <laughs> Cut this in post. I'm not cutting that. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> this is a safe place. No, I was just saying, don't we all know someone who's like, right. uh, oh, like, uh, like this thing. Uh, yeah. And then like, they obviously want you to ask about no. it. And then you ask about it because they are talking about it. Exactly. And then they're like, oh, why would you ask that? Like, <laughs> And it's like, you brought it up. Right. You, I've mentioned it multiple times yeah. in this conversation. Which it I think they try to make Spon I think SpongeBob's the most relatable character in this episode because of that. I think they're like Patrick is the bad guy, so Ooh. to speak, because he's the one that's like poking again, poking the bear. Like, oh yeah, I got this secret, and I'm like SpongeBob. I want to know what the secret is because you're saying it. You obviously want me to know, so put it out also, there. Also, like low key, I think it's rude that he like has this picture and he's not like, hey girl, I found this picture of you. That's mostly what I wrote down. I was like, Patrick's a bad friend. Like, yeah. what's going on? Season two has definitely shown that Patrick has been not the, the bro that he was in season one. Yeah. He's not season a ride or die. Yeah. And then he's like telling SpongeBob, like, oh, I thought we were best friends. Like, why would you take my secret box from me? I'm like, bro, quit gaslighting. Are you for real? That's annoying. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, Omar. 
It's okay. <laughs> don't men- you don't. You don't have to acknowledge that I have to censor that. <laughs> you, can, you don't have to say sorry. Babe, I'm so sorry. I hope you forgive me. No, I'm cutting that out. <laughs> I, uh, I, that's actually my biggest pet peeve in the world. When someone Cutting? is like cussing that too <laughs> but when someone's like hey did you hear about oh wait never mind and then yeah. you ask him about it and like oh no i can't tell you mm-hmm. and for that reason alone i hate patrick in this episode that's why i try not to sign ndas one small <laughs> one small lesson that i got just from the secret itself is the best way to keep a secret is to never tell anyone amen and it's true mm-hmm. that's good so I'm dying with what all wisdom. my secrets in the <laughs> How do you guys feel about like couple, like telling a cu- one half of a couple a secret? Because you know, obviously they're going to tell the other person. Yeah, I think you risk that. You kind of have to like assume. That's why I'm just not friends with any couples. That's fair. <laughs> Dang, I kind of give them the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> oh, well, I'll trust you to not tell anybody. This is a slight confession, but it depends on what the secret is yeah, that's and what, what the person has told me. It also depends on how the secret affects the other person in the couple. If it has nothing yeah. to do with them, then I'd, I don't say anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wrote down that like you're just better off not obsessing over other people's lives because SpongeBob like drives himself crazy over like Patrick. Like just do it. Pushing him. Yeah, yeah, he's like egging him on the whole time. Patrick's like, oh, it's, I got this whole great secret. It's so awesome. And then SpongeBob's like, oh, really? Let me see it. And Patrick is like, you're a bad friend. You hurt my feelings. He's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like. I Sponge do love like, that they have the best friends forever ring as like a collab, like as a proof, like yeah. it's a monument. Like here is our our friendship in one moment. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. Green Lantern style. Do you yeah. want to sing it for us? Oh, I think our guests <laughs> should sing it. Yeah, I think that's a good Let's, idea. Let me too. pawn off that responsibility. It's someone else oh, in the podcast. I, I think <clears throat> it's it's the best friends forever, best friends forever club ring. No, it's ring. a ring. Oh, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, Trip to the finish line. <laughs> It's okay. That was it, though. That was good. That <laughs> was pretty you. solid. Yeah. I would say that's one of the more memorable, like, jingles from SpongeBob. Mm-hmm. Like, that's one that me and my little sister would sing to each other a lot, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> Did you also have Best Friends Forever rings? No, Etsy wasn't uh, a thing back then, mm-hmm. so. I bet you could find a Best Friend Forever ring like Do you think that they Etsy. make them where they actually, like, pop up and yeah. spin around? I bet someone's made that. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Cosplayers well, are wild. They had those bracelets <laughs> back then, like, I feel like when we were younger. I forgot what they were called, but, like. With the little heart. Yeah, 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 yeah. We put like different designs on them. Yeah, oh, you mean like the like, charm, like bead bracelet? Charm bracelet? It was like a charm bracelet, yeah. yeah. Are y'all talking about those bracelets that you would get when you did sexual favors for people? No, those and... are silly bands. <laughs> no, that's not silly bands, my friend. Aren't they silly bands? Oh, I thought no, it was silly sir. bands too. Let's open up this can of worms. <laughs> <laughs> I've never silly, heard of it. Silly bands were like yeah. the ones that are different colors, right? Like little animal no. shapes and they stretch out all funny. Silly bands were the animal shapes, yeah. but the ones that you're talking about, Omar, are the ones that you would get at like Hot Topic and they're like different the colors. The gel bracelets. Yeah, the oh. gel bracelets. The rainbow gel bracelets. Each color represented a different thing that you would do. I thought, like, is this the same for jelly shoes? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Those jelly shoes? Yeah. My like, I orange Crocs jelly mean shoes. I did this. Yeah. When was this? I, 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 it was like high school. Middle school, baby. High yeah, school, high school. Yeah. Oh. What kind of middle school did you go to? Not one where we were doing sexual favors like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that's what we were doing. I'm just saying that that's, that's what, what those said. bands re- represent. Yeah, they said they were doing. Most of the yeah, most of the rubber band things that happened in my middle school life all happened in the band room. Just so we all know. Right, good transition. <laughs> we'll talk about that in the next. <laughs> Hold that. Hold that. Pot. Wait, can I bring up the milk tipping over? Because that's just a really good scene. <laughs> oh yes, please explain for the viewers at home who. And if you would, if you'd mind, if you can exactly quote how that spilling milk bubble pops up exactly what patrick says word for word the inner machinations of my mind are an enigma and then the milk tips over it's just classic what do you think that represents to patrick um it is an enigma i would like to try to solve it in this next three minutes (laughs) oh boy Hmm. 
anyone. This is free to the whole table. I'm not going to put all the the responsibility. I think on him. that it shows us that Patrick is a lot smarter than we think. Sometimes I think that's what this episode. Even though he's a bad friend, he is a lot smarter. I think the whole having a hidden compartment with the whole uh, mm-hmm. string and the photo shows us a side of Patrick that we don't normally see. Yeah, but what do you think the milk represents? I was really <laughs> trying to unpack that last night, and while. Uh, usually when I go to bed is when I go over the things that make me sad and cry a lot. Um, and I and I was thinking a lot about um, the the phrase don't cry over spilled milk. Mm. And I'm like, oh, maybe that's the thing that like makes Patrick cry a lot. And like, so I think uh, Patrick has depression. Maybe it's his barriers. Is that what we're seeing is his barriers? <laughs> his, his secret life that he has. I do like that they allude nice. that you have to pull the string. Yeah. When, like, when he pulls his tongue. tongue. Yeah, pulls yeah, his yeah. Tongue, I, I was yeah. like, Yo, I see you. Wait, what? Yeah, so when SpongeBob breaks in uh-huh. and he's like doing, you know, that whole like <laughs> that whole scene where he's like making yeah. like war noises in Patrick's rock. I, I wrote down that that is like when you're sneaking into the kitchen at 4 a.m. trying not to wake your parents <laughs> up. It's like feels like that. Hundred percent. Yeah. That's me today with my roommates because we have creaky floors. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like he, Patrick grabs him and then he. Grabs him like he thinks he's the box, and then he grabs the tongue. And he pulls the tongue, <gasps> and then he starts laughing. So it's like SpongeBob oh. could have figured it out yeah. had he Whoa. been more observant. Mm-hmm. Shout out to yeah. Patrick too for being a deep sleeper. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hear crickets and I wake up, yeah. and this dude was hearing war noises and he just. Well, like do you think those noises were actually happening, or do you think they're in SpongeBob's head? Yeah, because like was... the thing, like when you're creeping around your house, is it really that loud, yeah. or is it actually it just like it's okay? Yeah, in my mind. Well, that I mean, like I mentioned, my roommates mm-hmm. and every like little creak. I'm like, oh god, here we go! <laughs> like it's the worst noise in the world. But so. they're coming out like, Jose, can you shut the f- up, oh, <laughs> please? God. I even figured out like a path. Thanks for censoring. Take- <laughs> 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 I figured out a path though, how to get from the bathroom to my room to where like I can avoid the creaky spots. Some weird, like quiet place. <laughs> so like when when SpongeBob like like reaches out with his leg, I totally relate to that. <laughs> Is that also the path you send your one night stands out? You're like, hey, <laughs> only walk on these floorboards. They were like, marked with tape. Is that what I do? went to church this morning? <laughs> I, I like also what SpongeBob assumes is in Patrick's secret box. Not just the embarrassing photo of himself, which he was actually right about, but the fact that he thought that Patrick was a jewel thief or someone who dismembers people and puts their body parts in that box, which makes me wonder what information does SpongeBob know about Patrick? Well, I was just going to say, you know what? A lot because. They were friends from birth, and I I don't think I've ever met. Which is a very cute montage, life. by the way. That it was is, like a very it adorable. Because you you see the progression, you know. Yeah. And I don't think I've ever met anyone that has like a friend from birth. I feel like that's rare. And so I don't know if this necessarily answers your question, but I think if there's anyone that knows Patrick well, it's SpongeBob. He so do you knows, think like, Patrick can be like a serial killer? You know, if Pat if uh, SpongeBob thought about it, probably. And do you ever think about like the friends that you had like from elementary school to high school or whatever, and you the things that you were willing to look past. <laughs> Well, Do you know I a will serial now. killer? Is that my question? Is that why you're obsessed with true crime? I don't. Um, I took it more as like um, SpongeBob overreacting. Like, you know when you, you get in your head that something's happening and then you blow it up way out of proportion? I feel yeah. like that's what he was you doing. You default to like the worst case scenario. Yeah. yeah. I do that like, all oh, the time. Oh, he's a serial killer. Like, all right, calm down. <laughs> What's the worst possible way this can turn out? <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. That's my brain. Yeah. I was like, I couldn't stop thinking about how like, SpongeBob really wanted to know Patrick's secret, but like he works at the Krusty Krab and doesn't know what the secret formula is. And like, doesn't he have to know it? He makes the patties. He no, makes the I thought patties. he just puts the formula on the, like the formula's made. Oh, I see. Or is that, that's what I, I assume. 
That's a good question. I they never say know. how the for because well, no one ever knows what the formula is, so they don't say how it goes into the patties. Like it could be the patties themselves. Yeah. But it's implied that SpongeBob knows the formula. I think. Because oh. a couple episodes know. back when yeah, Plankton was trying to get it. it, and he's like, "Never speak the formula." Mm. So he mm. knows it enough to speak it, but then oh, he yeah. only. Does it in the paper? When he was trying to control his brain, wasn't he trying to get him to say it? Yeah. So yeah. SpongeBob oh, I thought it. he was trying to get. Well, I like to get the bottle. I thought he was, he was trying to like his get... brain. He was trying to get the Krabby Patty to drop okay. into like his analyzer. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. It's a lot of layers of what does SpongeBob know? What doesn't he know? What does Patrick know about SpongeBob? <laughs> and what does SpongeBob know about Patrick? That's why I said keep those secrets to yourself. It's fair. Mm-hmm. Hashtag keep the secrets. Thanks, Harry Potter. You are one to talk because <laughs> Tima always tells my secrets to people all the time. That is not true. I just thought it would she be really funny. She told my parents that I snuck out once straight to their face on like Ooh, Thanksgiving. I thought it would be End really of episode. Funny. End of acts. Pause. Pause. I thought it would be really funny and it was. So. <laughs> Justified. I'm excited for this week's bubble break. We have a lot of people here. Yeah. It's usually just me and you and I'm kind of. Not having fun, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like the energy with more people because then we don't have to talk as much. Right. It's nice. <laughs> All right. So this week, our guests are going to tell us a little bit about themselves. Uh, we heard their names. That doesn't mean that you guys know who they are. So we'll talk about that. And we're going to go around and talk about your band experience and then finish off with your ideal band name. I think everyone thinks about their band name or hears something about Here's like something random on the street, and you're like, "Oh, that'd be a good band name." So I'd like to hear that. I thought y'all were about, introing let's go us. This way, we no. could just play okay. spin the bottle, and whoever it lands on could go first. We can make yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah, go first. Wow. What should I talk about? Just okay. who you are and what you do. Who are okay. you? I'm Hannah. And what do you do? <laughs> uh, I work at a display company uh-huh. in Red Hook. Um, what kind so of stuff in, do you guys do? Talk about your foot. No, I don't want to talk about my foot. <laughs> okay, now you got everyone. All you, right. You Did have you to. not see the episode? <laughs> we just watch it. It's a Tell us about your foot. I burned my foot. I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> okay, your turn. You burnt your Is foot? Is that it? Yeah, I burnt my I spilled tea on my foot and I blistered really bad. Oh, it was like a Michael burn. Scott situation where you stepped on your I mean, George basically, I felt like Michael Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Fatima. What kind of, what oh kind of stuff God. do you guys build at your fabrication place? Uh, thank you. Like um, one, one solid project that you've done. Uh, we made this cool tree. So there's a bar that's like, I mean, it's not Harry Potter themed, so it's it's dying over there. <laughs> Proud sorry. of myself. No, okay. So they couldn't. They don't have the rights to Harry Potter, so technically it's like wizard themed, but it's Harry Potter. Um, so there's a bar in. I don't think you can say that. Can you say that? <laughs> no, I mean that's are you real. throwing them under the bus legally. Police. I don't the know. The police are here. <laughs> I think it's fine. Okay. None of their stuff is like. <laughs> All right, all right. (laughs) Anyway, um, it's a tree that dispenses beer. Basically, it's like a magical wizard tree, and they have like no, it's like installed in their bar. Oh man! Um, so it's like you have wands and you like tap the tree and it dispenses beer for you. So it's pretty sweet. That's pretty cool. Nice. You get free beer when you go there? No. Oh man. (laughs) No perks. (laughs) All right. Next on the table on the chopping block. I'm so sorry, Hannah. (laughs) I need to like drag you somehow. I don't have anything ready. Hi, uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. Ooh. What am I supposed to say? Your name is? Fatima. And what do you do? Uh, I'm a stage manager. I just freelance, so. Here in New York? Yes. Okay. What's a cool project that you've worked on? Um, I did an apprenticeship at this school called Juilliard, so that was really cool. 
I like so how you deliberately avoided like one of the coolest things you've done just because you don't want to admit that you did it. You should talk I, about it. I'm we very proud about of it. what we I talked about on the podcast. Can you also talk about how you don't know how to fart? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for those at home who don't know, the reason Fatima can't talk right now is because she doesn't know how to fart because she's afraid that if she tries to fart, she will poop her pants. <laughs> Because she doesn't have the sphincter control. When I was little, I saw someone shart once. (laughs) And I don't want to shart. I'm glad. Share your secrets, everyone. (laughs) And that's I share that with confidence. All right, Jose, your turn. Oh, I also worked on Hamilton. Thank you. (laughs) She worked she worked on the Puerto Rican opening of Hamilton, right? And you got the whole run, but (laughs) Yeah, you got this cool stuff there, right? Yes, I did. I did things. Awesome. Great. <laughs> yes. All right, Jose, your turn. Uh, so I'm Jose. I just moved to New York uh, three and a half months ago from Fresh. the West Coast. So that's been an experience. What do you do? What do you do? Oh, I work, well, I'm also an aspiring actor here in New York. And uh, my day job, I work at this cybersecurity company. Um, but I'm just. And the password to your computer is. Oh, God. <laughs> Um, actually they're like, like, we're like the passwords at a cybersecurity company. It's like 20 characters long. You have to have like all these uppercase letters, all these numbers. It's actually very hard. Um, and then that's my life. What's a cool project you worked on? Like he's, as an actor? He's fresh to actor? New York. I'll, well, the last thing I did, I got a workshop display in uh, Arizona where I got to play a dude named Valentino who is in real life, the original Latin lover. That's what I get cast as. Sometimes. So, <laughs> not all the original one, so why not? And you're on wondering stage why and in the real big life. meaty claws thing. Uh, <laughs> you do not have big meaty claws. Not all acting is in New York, Omar. Stop being so pretentious. <laughs> That's not what I said. I just, you made it sound. He just moved like... to New York. Um, all right, so now we're going to go around and you get this open talk. Wait, you don't want to hear what about... I do? No one cares. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and what are you guys' experience being in a band? This could be stuff that you did in middle school, high school, or an actual band. You guys need time to think. The other two don't count. Middle school and high school. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. <laughs> an actual band. Uh, I, I like garage. I kind of have garage. something. Um, so in high school, back when my younger days, uh, me and my friends, we had this little rap group going on. <laughs> <laughs> so there's uh, some music videos of me rapping up on YouTube. Do we have a sample? Uh, okay, yeah, I want you to freestyle right now. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, 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 let me tell you about me and who I am. My name is Jose. Yes, I'm a Mexican. I could do it English or Espanol. I could do it slowly or rapido, but I'm going to stop right now. I'm done with this flow. I'm done. That's good. Yay. <laughs> that was. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. My eyes. So good. <laughs> and then I try to teach myself how to play the guitar, uh, but that only lasted like two years because it was hard. Bar chords are hard. Yeah, bar chords are very hard. Two years is pretty good. Like, yeah. With it for a while. Yeah, but then it was like, I, I be, it just became very time consuming because I was like, I want to get good at it. But then like, uh, life came and. All right, Hannah, your band experience. Okay. Uh, I don't have much, but yeah, I did like a year of, I guess it was concert band. I don't know. In middle school, I played the saxophone. Nice. Which saxophone? <laughs> Alto. Damn. Yeah. The sexiest That's the sexiest. One. <laughs> <laughs> is that the Bill Clinton one? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the, 
the sexiest president. What? <laughs> you really, yeah. Do you really want to go on record as saying Bill Clinton is the sexiest <laughs> president? Only, it's hundred percent on record already. Stuff, so you know? <laughs> I shook his hand once, and it was what? wet. Yeah, he was sweaty. I think. Hey, we all sweat. Okay, you can't. <laughs> I'm not gonna hold that against him. There's other things I can hold against. Him. <laughs> like what? I don't even. No. <laughs> anything is it my turn oh <laughs> um what was the question what, your band band. what's your band yeah. you were so ready for this yeah sorry i was in marching band for five years but before that my Ooh. mom was a cafeteria lady at our elementary school and so in the morning she would have to be there early to get the breakfast done so my sister and i would come with her and be like bored sitting in the cafeteria so like in i want to say like third or fourth grade the music teacher uh, like his specialty was like violin and I was like I want to learn how to play violin so then in the mornings I would eat breakfast in the cafeteria with my sister and then like walk over to the music room and learn violin from the teacher do you think you still play violin absolutely not I picked up the clarinet and I was like this is easier <laughs> I I don't want to start you know something very very mean but I basically think that if you can't play any instrument in a band it's probably always the clarinet interesting I know a lot of people who are like I can't do this but I played clarinet. Well, yeah. Well, guess what? I also played alto clarinet. So, <laughs> wow. I was marching band. Uh, marching band was wild. It's wild. crazy. That's where I famously dated a gay man. And <laughs> oh, famous. <laughs> the scandal. All, all three of us. Say know. it with me. A beard. That was me. <laughs> uh, I hear there's a lot of crazy stuff that happens in marching band. Is that true? Uh, Oh, in middle school marching band. <laughs> <laughs> this uh the teacher got in trouble which like he deserves it but um these t this girl gave a guy a hand job in the back of the marching band classroom and then the other teachers found out and so he would like suspended like the t i don't think our marching band teacher knew that the hand job was happening like in class like it was it was it was just like she they just like went off they happened got a hand in my high school choir and band room all the time yeah like, hand jobs. Would just, they would hang out a lot of hand jobs i wonder jobs, what color jobs. wristband that is <laughs> there's a lot of <laughs> you get a different color for where it happens yeah. <laughs> i don't know i feel like there's a lot of semen in marching band classrooms <laughs> like sailors yes hannah yeah nautical poor baby <laughs> yes we're talking about sailors yes hannah you infant <laughs> i mean sailors Good. Just checking. Semen in marching band classrooms. That's like a cool band name. So we're going to segue so into talking about Solid band. segue. <laughs> yeah. You're so good one. at that. You can ask about my band experience. Oh, yeah. Okay. What's your band experience? <laughs> <laughs> I was in a band in middle school, not like marching band, a self taught thing. He's, he's not sexy enough for marching band. <laughs> oh. uh, I don't know if marching band and sexy are ever. Have you seen in the, the band diagram on some of the, the same marching things. band people? What? Have you seen the abs on some of the marching band people? No, I'm talking about like, I'm not talking about a collegiate marching band people. I'm talking about, you know, most marching band people. <laughs> Middle know. school and high school. I was arguably the ugliest when I was in marching band. <laughs> but you, you were also, you were also in a band in, in high school, weren't you? You played the drums. Yeah, I did play the drums. I was in a- I've seen videos. A couple, yes. I, we also played at our eighth grade prom. So what? we nailed it. Everyone Holy loved, everyone loved us playing in our eighth grade prom. What was your band name? Uh... We kind of went through a number of them. The one I remember the most, and that was right before uh, PJ kicked me out of the band. Shout out, PJ. Uh, <laughs> uh, called The Endless Step. We were like a, a heavy metal band. Sounds super yeah, emo. I got kicked out they were I famous. Did not, I, did not I did not commit the time necessary to it. But it would have been nice to, you know. It was one of those things where it's like, hey, what are we going to do? And we just slowly like 
like ghosted me and then the <laughs> next time i heard oh yeah uh, this other guy was playing drums with pj and i was like what bleep out this name was no it was oh because in the endless set yeah was in the endless set for a while and i i love so he can totally Do we take love it. it was another guy named uh i think dom I oh yes he, dom was really good though he was kind of hot yeah a lot of people <laughs> thought he was attractive yeah definitely an upgrade from me i agree <laughs> i think you're hot Thank you. Just opened some weird wounds there. <laughs> <laughs> now I was always really bad with band names because for heavy metal bands, you want like a scary like band name, but that was the scariest growl I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> you want to hear it again? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like that big guy that carries Patrick in for that one episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I know for sure that Hannah has a list of band names, apparently. Yeah. Do you collect these? Yeah, I do. It's like a fun game I play to make life worth living. <laughs> <laughs> Please, share um, your happiness with the rest of us. No, it's just really dumb. It's always like, so when you're just having a conversation with people, sometimes it's just like a weird combination of words that happens. And yeah. so I write those down because they would make, I, probably not good band names, I'll but just really that's funny. that's a good band name, but I never write yeah, it down. Yeah, that's so. what I do. I just I write them down when that happens. I don't know. Um, they're all really dumb. No, unleash and usually, it. They're usually like, um, top three. Nasty. Your top three. Oh, I don't have them like in order. Uh, all right. Kind of we got. I really like Alabama Beef Bash. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of band do you think that is? Um, ska band, obviously. Kind of like oh. weird country metal mix, I think. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Uh, what do we got? I want a good ska band name. A ska band. Okay, hold on, hold on. I've always wanted to be in a ska band. Um, what is ska? You mean you didn't go to high school? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, my experience in high school is different from you guys. Ska is like a mix between like rock, punk, and like folk. Weird. No, like and I would brass. say like reggae. There's like, like a the lot closest. of brass. Like Sublime. Like, Sublime it would be closer <laughs> to Ska. Real Big Fish, if you're familiar uh, with that band, is like a really good yeah. thing. You know, now that I think about it, my first, like the first time I was listening to Ska was in Marching Band. <laughs> <laughs> so it's fun ska's like a fun light-hearted version of like punk rock i think that's why i like ska it's very straightforward i think in the drumming you like the only one that works for ska is like 2 a.m alley cats i feel like that's, that's pretty a good, good one that one's a yeah. good one um i don't know they're all really gross pick one i want to hear a gross one <clears throat> um septic splashback <laughs> <laughs> We got. Um, now that's a heavy metal one. Hefty peen. Hefty peen. Solid. Yeah. Uh, that could be a rapper, I think. Yo, I'm yeah. hefty peen. Ask it full of dildos. <laughs> <laughs> um, the flush tractors. I hate that. Perpetual camel toe. <laughs> <laughs> Compulsory beef. <laughs> I don't know. These are all really good. They're, They're all really good. good yeah. Right. Area touchdown. <laughs> I want you to look at that list and I want you to just pick one to end on. Residual Tang. Act two. Arguably the best episode of SpongeBob mm. ever. 100%. I 100% agree. Band Geeks. So Squidward's playing his clarinet, gets a call from his arch enemy, Squilliam, who says that he needs someone to sub for him for the Bubble Bowl and wants Squidward to have his band play. Um, so not having a band, Squidward panics and throws together a band of all the people in Bikini Bottom. Some shenanigans happen, and they end up playing the Bubble Bowl with the iconic Sweet Victory song. Honestly, hands down, best song ever. Um, so I think we just need to bring up the elephant in the room and talk about like how, 
how this was supposed to be our Super Bowl this year, and oh. it didn't happen, right? Yeah, it was a and I'm not even gonna censor that. No, I am. But it was a big, it was a big mess because we were all hyped up to see Sweet Victory played in its entirety, and they had this crappy, horrible segue just so that way Sicko Mode could come up, which arguably, okay, Sicko Mode's good enough to be there, but like not good enough to block Sweet Victory. They disrespected Sicko Mode too, though, like the way they did it. Yeah. You have strong feelings. <laughs> Let him out. Let him out. This, this is a safe, safe place. I was just really mad because it's. I just thought it was disrespectful, like what they did to SpongeBob, because they teased the pant. They teased the fan. Sorry, and uh, they didn't show anything. Like it's. It's like they literally did it for the clout, mm-hmm. just so people could watch. And I was not a fan of that. Yeah, I know a lot of people who don't watch the Super Bowl who decided to watch the Super Bowl just for that reason. No, dude. Like supposedly, like more people tuned into the Super Bowl. Um, after halftime and supposedly it has to do with that mm-hmm. but then uh, a hockey team i think it was the dallas stars actually did a a really cool thing with with the song i don't think you yeah. saw it but yeah i saw a clip of it yeah. they like actually played the whole thing and yeah did it right no one watches hockey unfortunately <laughs> unfortunately no one does watch hockey. <laughs> sorry for our hockey fans out there but uh no it was it was a mess i hated it I was in the position that I had no idea that was happening. And so when I was watching the Super Bowl, I was like, oh, my God, this is really cool. And then, like, it kind of just cut off. I was like, that was weird. But well, sweet. when you live under a rock, it's it's tough. I understand. Like, I will say I've seen. never seen any media about it. Really? Yeah, she didn't watch the Super Bowl. I was. She I was wasn't there much, for me to force her to watch it. I was. I kind of think I saw probably a BuzzFeed article that was like, they're going to do SpongeBob at the Super Bowl. And I was like, cool. Then I forgot about it. And then everyone was mad. And I was like, well, there's no point in watching it now. <laughs> I do like how quickly Squidward in the show gets all the people together. Because usually that's a SpongeBob thing, you know, where SpongeBob's like, I'm going to rally and get all the fans Do you think it was Squidward or do you think it was the free food? Yeah, he kind of just manipulates them with the poster. Yeah. It's like... I think that's that's like a one thing I saw. But I mean, he still did it, though. You know, like, how many times have you put up something and you're like, come hang out, and then (laughs) the shit doesn't happen. Zero times because I'm popular. (laughs) Glossing over that. Uh. <laughs> I like that the first, literally the first thing of the episode is Squidward getting dragged. <laughs> it's like he's playing his clarinet and then the, some vet comes by and is like, are you in the possession of a dying animal? Or something? I don't know what he says. Yeah, it's very. I was like, man. But it's he's, hard he's straight faced when he slams the door in their face. So I feel like it happens pretty often. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So I have two theories about that. Because my first thought was like, Squidward, there's a dying animal. Why are you shutting the door on these people? And I got mad. But then when Squilliam calls, he says something along the lines like, hey, aren't you supposed to be tending to some dying animal? So I was like, wait a minute. Did Squilliam purposely send them as a prank? Mm. And I just think Squilliam is super petty. He's petty AF and I don't like him. Yeah. But that was the first time in this episode where I was like, I Put that mono brow though. That's a cute brow, not going to lie. <laughs> Do we think... Do we think Squidward has caller ID? Because as someone who famously has an arch nemesis, I would not answer a phone call from them. <laughs> Famously as an <laughs> I'm, not, I'm cutting that part out. <laughs> no, I don't think he has color ID. I think he just... I don't think they've invented that yet in uh in SpongeBob's like, universe. When, I'm trying to think of when color ID like, was a thing. Because SpongeBob, like, when was this episode? Like 2003 or something? 2001. 2001? Yeah. Oh. So, like... With the color ID. You said that, I 100% believe Yeah, I'm, I'm just fine. <laughs> they, yeah, ha- they had color ID then. But, but it wasn't like... I'm just trying to think of when I had caller ID at home. Like, 
like where it's on your phone or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Or it, but what if it was a random number? Because I pick up my he phone. Star 69 him. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I get really excited when I get a private phone call. You like, do? Oh, who's this? Do yeah. you? I get stressed. I ignore it. <laughs> 100%. Like, Only when it's 1 800, that's when I'm like, oh, screw you guys. Uh, um, but I'm like, oh, someone's calling me. That sounds really sad. But... I'm going to start calling you more often. <laughs> yeah, you. I can call you. It's okay. <laughs> I do like how he answers it, though, is like, walk or hello, you've reached the house of unrecognized talent. <laughs> yeah. This is so sad. Squidward is so sad to this episode. I've never seen him break down. Like, we've seen SpongeBob break down so much. We actually broke down in this episode. It was just, like, really heart-wrenching to see. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of loses it. <laughs> I mean, he was about to be embarrassed in front of the only person that seems like he holds in high regard. Which I wonder why. Like, what is what is that rivalry there? Have you seen Squidward's? Even in, you don't. Later on in later episodes, you do see what Squilliam has, but even in his little like split screen, yeah. look at that house in the background. But I think something started when they were in school together, or they were in whatever, what was it, band together in mm-hmm. high school or whatever school. Something must have started there, right? Because yeah. Squilliam has all this stuff more than Squidward, but he still feels like he has to rub it in his face. Yeah, and then he makes up this whole fake situation. Imagine it, it, in a real life scenario, if I was like, oh, hey, I can't play at the Super Bowl can you please play at the Super Bowl for me? And you put someone in that position and then you're just like, ha, it was a prank. Just kidding. I, I just want to watch you fail. Sounds like there must be some crazy pass between the two of them for him to set up this big elaborate thing. Right? Do you think they're exes? <laughs> Maybe. Ooh. I like that dynamic. Ooh. Mm, mm, but mm. Then, then, then who broke up with who? Because... Oh, obviously Squidward broke up with Squilliam. Are you kidding me? I can see that. Okay. Squilliam's like that thotty that's like, oh, I'm going to post these like thirst traps on Instagram so that my ex can see that I'm doing so well. He's a turbo thot. A turbo thot. I'm with you, man. I think Squidward, Squidward is really sad. And like even in the phone call after the unrecognized uh, talent part, he's trying to hide from Squilliam the fact that he works in fast food. I'm like, Squidward, live your truth, bro. Yeah. Like, just be honest with who you are. And like, um, kind of like along what you were what you were saying, like playing the Super Bowl, a part of me was like, Squidward, stay in your lane. But another part of me was like, yes, persevere, keep going. Reach be- for the stars. And he did. Yeah. Well, kind of, because he gave up, but he still did. <laughs> uh, he but, attempted. He Yeah. So Which is more than most people do. Like a lot of people yeah. don't even attempt to do anything that big. He even had free refreshments. So like he's really. Where were the refreshments? <laughs> I mean, everyone the, came. This for is not great days. for an audio medium, but I did side eye Jose. <laughs> Squidward put it in his poster. <laughs> I can believe him. He, I mean, he showed up with all the instruments, and again, all out of his pocket. Yeah, all of his pocket. Yeah. Uh, I did like that you brought up the whole like fast food service thing because I feel like a lot of times people in certain mediums are like, oh, I went to college. They look down on people who are working fast food, which they should never do. And we've talked about it on the podcast before, definitely, um, where we're like, oh, don't, you know, belittle people just because maybe they're not living their dreams right now. Or maybe that is like where they want to be. Like if they're happy doing what they're doing, then it doesn't matter. But I've also seen on the flip side where people who are working in like food service or not doing or maybe they are doing what they want to do, but they don't want to tell people because of the societal pressures. Mm -hmm. Because like I remember one time I went back home and I was talking to someone and they were like, oh, what are you doing in, like, New York? And then I, I told him a little bit of what I was doing. I was like, cool, like, what are you doing? And then, like, they were like, I don't even want to talk about it. And I was like, this is really weird for both of us now. Like, you could have just been like, I work here, and I would have been like, cool. Mm-hmm. Like, I wouldn't have judged you for it. But I feel like there are some people who, you know, again, you got to live your truth. If you're working where you're working, just wear it yeah. like a badge of honor. 
Yeah. I just feel like as uh as long as you're happy and like fulfilled in what you're doing and you're not hurting anyone. Hannah. What? Um, <laughs> <laughs> because even there's like people who went to college and they fucking hate what they're doing. And they like 100%. went to college and they're like getting all these degrees and like a billions of dollars in debt and they're just yeah. like Ugh. and they're like not happy with it. Yeah. 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 So just live your truth and be no, happy. On, like the other side of like this whole part of Squidward like talking on the phone and stuff is like when opportunities come, it's important to take something like that, especially if it's like your dream. And it could be really intimidating, like playing this like imagine getting called your band as like a little garage band thing and like you get called to play the Super Bowl. That's huge, and you got to take a lot of consideration. Like, are you ready for something like that, or is this gonna like, is this gonna end my career or jumpstart it? And that's like something that I think everyone can relate to, and no matter what career they are, you could be a fast food place, and if you get asked to be the manager or something like that, right? Yeah, you got to consideration. Like, what is this opportunity gonna do for me? I think Three Doors Down should reconsider that because they played at Trump's inauguration. And I think they could have like sat down and be like, is this going to be worse for my band <laughs> that a lot of people don't listen to anymore or even better? They peaked in what? Early 2000s. So early 2000s. I haven't heard about them since that day. They're dead know. now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're dead to me. I had tons of flashbacks because where I lived, there was a school next to me. So it's at like, like 6 a.m. PTSD. <laughs> yeah. At 6 a.m., that's when like all the band kids would go out and practice, but they would walk through the streets and practice. Ew. And I think, Josh, you, you're in that current situation, right? You hear the band kids sometimes because you live near a school. Yeah, I don't know if it's a school band or what it is, but they, I mean, this isn't, I don't know if they're kids. It's like 12 <laughs> o'clock at night playing in a courtyard. I, like, oh, I thought you heard in the morning. No, like, this is like was... midnight. Oh, God. <laughs> and they're playing until like maybe three o'clock in the morning. Oh, no. No, but in my hometown, like, um, I went to Smith Mill School. Shout out Smith Mill School. Panthers. Rawr. <laughs> uh, they would get up at like six in the morning before like class and you would hear them like, I will they say, sounded a lot better than that because Smith Middle School was the best middle school band in hmm. my hometown. Interesting. I will say that there was beef between the middle school bands and Smith was not as good as Sirius in middle school. That's a lie. Um, interesting. Well, former is now Joy at Joyce Clark Middle School, but All it was Sirius Middle School. in our band room, no one got handjobs. I think people were focusing more on I the I will music. say that Smith was just trying to flex that they had more money and... <laughs> A service in middle school had more heart so and Smith hand jobs. Smith is Squilliam then. Smith is Squilliam. No, they're not. Y'all are Squilliam. No, they're not. Whatever. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's bring up the fact that all these people have never picked up an instrument in their life and they could actually play a note. If you've ever picked up any type of reed instrument and tried to play a note or Doesn't even yeah. a brass instrument, it does not sound Doesn't good. Doesn't go well the first time. Yeah. No. I, I was actually going to give props to Squidward. I'm like, this dude is a musical genius. If he can get this group of just random people to just play instruments, mm -hmm. this dude deserves props. But then I also wonder, is like, you know, the, the the band ended up playing at the Bubble Boy, and it's like, wait, was that a result of Squidward's teaching or whatever SpongeBob did? 100% SpongeBob. Yeah, it was yeah. SpongeBob. So then I'm like, is he the musical genius? And I know you guys have this theory that he's a god. I'm like, well, I mean, that kind of fits. I think if it's not a musical genius, or it's SpongeBob, yeah. If he's not a musical genius, he's definitely a better teacher. And that's something, one of the lessons mm -hmm. I wrote down is like learning how to manage and be a leader. And that's something Squidward doesn't have. He brought all these people together. For sure, like he said, he was able to do that. He wasn't able to make them cooperate or do what he needed to do. I mean, they all got in a big fight, mostly because of, I think, the stress and tension Squidward is putting on them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What Squidward wants is like for the band to succeed, or like for, for the Super Bowl to go well or whatever. And what SpongeBob wants is for everyone to play well together. So like 
I feel like SpongeBob was more compassionate and people responded to that. And also yeah. Squidward's motivations were very selfish. Yeah. They were, yeah. Um, I, I also want to say that SpongeBob is really good at giving speeches. But then he throws him with that big swerve. <laughs> what did he say? He's like, where he's like, oh, what happened to your little Jimmy when he fell? I don't, I don't know who saved him. And he's like, a firefighter. And he's just like, what about Larry when he was choking on tanning pills? And he's like, an EMT. And he's just like, why don't we just pretend that some guy in an ambulance? Is what it was. <laughs> it was like, oh yeah, that yeah. was some guy in an ambulance. Or, that or fireman firefighter. or some guy in an ambulance. And it worked. It worked. It worked. Yeah. Well. The firefighters. But I, I put that as a small lesson. Is like, um, if you don't like someone, sometimes it's good to pretend that they're uh, they're someone you actually like. There's some guy in an ambulance. There's <laughs> some guy in an ambulance. Solid. <laughs> um, also, another small lesson I had was don't write checks and cash. Because Squidward, again, should have stayed in hey, his lane, lane, been like, uh, yeah, five days is not enough for me to rehearse my band for the Super Bowl. That's insane. Five days. Yeah. With a group of random people. That's what and I'm saying. Pyro. That was and pyro. pyro. Yeah. And lights. And automation. And costumes. Mm -mm. I'm telling you, SpongeBob is a god. Yeah. <laughs> Can we talk about how two people died um, during the process of? <laughs> I don't remember that. I only I only see the positive. You know. <laughs> please, please. I I guess we'll talk about these two souls it's that we've the, lost. The flag twirlers. Squidward's <laughs> like faster, faster, and then they like fly off and hit a plane. <laughs> What we didn't see is that Beyonce reached down and scooped them up and healed them, and they're in the Homecoming documentary on Netflix. It's too now streaming. Shout out! I actually, I'm like, you know what? You guys are the real MVPs because you have to be spinning those flags really fast in order to fly. That takes once again Squidward, musical genius, getting them to do that. Rest in peace, I guess. I like I he know. crawls up in a fetal position. He like himself, <laughs> like, and then suddenly they play taps. Taps. Yeah. The transition between. Knowing that they're gonna suck, and then how amazing Sweet Victory is, because mm -hmm. I remember as a child and still now as an adult, I'm just like, oh, it's so beautiful. The transition between like Squidward's like, I'm just about to play, and then it turns out amazing. It was really good. It's a religious experience. I 100%. think so much so that Squilliam got a heart attack. Yeah. I think that's how good it was. Rest in peace. But you know what? Watching it this time, I was distracted by the fact that. I was like, wait, so they're being watched by humans. And I'm like, are these humans watching live animals play instruments? I so couldn't get that, that thought out of my that mind. That whole thing is weird, right? And they, we've talked about different possibilities of what's going on making bottom. And they even bring up toxic waste. Maybe we're near one of those toxic waste dumps. And that's a theory. There's <laughs> yeah. a theory that there's toxic waste dumps and that's why they got their power. But if you go back to the episode where SpongeBob's watching porn and he gets caught watching porn, <laughs> he, he switches yeah. to a football game with humans playing football. So it makes sense. Wait, that... I would like to acknowledge the fact that Jose did not know what we were talking about. And then he wiggled around like an enemy. I remember and the porn. Like, oh, okay. I remember. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt, Josh. But yeah, no, it's like, so I th first, it's weird that they've already established in canon in this universe that the sports and like football in that they do watch human football, but they were surprised to see these weird fish, right? Yeah. Another like spinoff of that, which is kind of completely unrelated, but with human football, there's a lot of um, music that they use in football highlights in SpongeBob, which I found out later when I was like in high school because I would download like highlight videos and I would hear it and I was like, where have I heard this before? And it's actually in SpongeBob. So I do think there is some uh, merit to knowing that they're meshed together, you know. I know it's a it's a beautiful moment when Sweet Victory comes on, and even like even my dad loves this episode. And then, like, I don't think my dad can like memorize any like episodes of SpongeBob, but he knows this one. 
And he's like, oh, I love that episode. It's such a good one. Just seeing their outfits and that big jump at the end, I was like, this is so much better than Greatest Showman. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. I, I say agree. that about most things. <laughs> they should make a Broadway musical just about Sweet Victory. But it, it's it's the GOAT, you know? And I think it's, you mentioned iconic, and I think that last scene, them playing the bubble ball, I think that's what everyone remembers. Mm-hmm. You know, and greatest episode of all time. Just so pure. I'm really excited again. I'm just more excited for this episode to do like a big, big lesson and all these bubble breaks and stuff. It's cool to have people. So many people. I love it. Yeah. It's not as much of a disaster as I thought it was going to be either. <laughs> yeah, we're why'd, you, why'd you guys ask us to come naked though? Because you have the <laughs> <laughs> uh, No reason. It's just the way we work, it's our creative process. I we would like money to come somehow. On it. That's why we're recording this too. <laughs> it's to help us all feel vulnerable in the room. Yeah, it really makes the space feel safer. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> what do you know? <laughs> I'm sorry, whose podcast is this? Uh, anyways, Josh, continue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're going to jump into big lessons. Um, I'm excited to hear what you guys got. It's always fun to hear what a guest gets um, because we always do this all the time. So it's exciting to hear what a non-consistent Podcaster gets yeah, watcher yeah yeah. My the first one that I thought of was to not trust anybody, like don't trust anyone, (laughs) because the whole time Patrick is lying, like he's supposed to be your best friend and all the stuff, and he's the one like keeping that picture away from you. Like I know if my girl had a someone she was tagged in a nasty photo, I'd be like, hello, (laughs) you got this nasty photo on Facebook, take it down. and then Squidward, like, believed that Squilliam had any good intentions the whole time when Squilliam was like, oh, do you want to take over this thing for me? Like, come on. Like, you know that he's not calling to be nice. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. And then my, I think the second one that I thought of was mind your business. <laughs> both of those like, are very fitting for, for both halves. Yeah. I'm just like, so what? Let him have a secret box. So and drop, like, let him. It's OK. It's cool. You probably don't want to know what's in there anyway. And then, why did I think of that for the second one? William was like butting in to Squidward's life, basically just to mess yeah. with us. Like if he just left him alone and was less of a jerk. Yeah. Also, that like, when, damn. Yeah, <laughs> Hannah's always coming through with those assists. Pass the ball. You caught it. <laughs> and just like the fact that like Squidward was like, yeah, I guess I'll like put together a whole Super Bowl pr- production in four days or however many days. Like, nah, dude, just chill. Go flip your burgers. Like, it's fine. Solid. You'll get it, you'll get it next time. Let's jump over to you, Omar. And we'll go back and forth between guests and hosts. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, for me, my lesson was sometimes your most amazing experiences are hidden in plain sight. How insightful. Want to elaborate? Uh, so first act, you know, Patrick is keeping a secret, but it is a secret that he gets tons of joy from. And SpongeBob, because it's about him, I don't think he would feel it. But again, all he had to do was pull that string and he would have had it. So like that's the hidden part for me. And then same thing with like the bubble bowl is there was all this hidden talent, obviously, and Squidward didn't see it. And SpongeBob pulled it out of them, maybe by like being like, hey, pretend pretend Squidward's actually someone nice and not someone who only helps you when it's convenient to him. But Again, all those hidden joys and everything were right in front of all the characters right there. And then finally, they let it all out. And they created something beautiful. And, you know, just a funny picture of SpongeBob at the Christmas party <laughs> doing who knows what. Could be beautiful, too. Ooh. 
<laughs> those of you who aren't here, Jose just made a handjob gesture. It, you guys went to the school. I was, I'm just listening. <laughs> so who would like to go next? Jose, Hannah, who would like to go? My thing was it's good to understand your motivations for your actions. Because in the first one, in Secret Box, SpongeBob uh, is like, if he had noticed that Patrick was like trying to egg him on, then he could have saved himself a lot of drama. And he like went crazy overnight like planning to break into Patrick's house and everything, which is like next level. Um, <laughs> and he could have just like not cared about it because all he finds is a string. And so it's not even, he gets no like satisfaction. Yeah. It's yeah. not, it's not even worth all the, the trouble he went to. No. Um, and then for Squidward's thing, if he didn't care so much about what Squilliam thought, he wouldn't have had to go through all that, you know, trouble of getting the whole band together and like all that stuff. And it definitely wouldn't have worked. Like, Squidward gave up and they were not going to play well if Spongebob hadn't pulled through. So, like, I, I think even though Squidward ended up, you know, benefiting or doing well, I don't think it's because of Squidward's actions. <laughs> so, that's mine. Basically what I got. I wrote motivations down, too. It was mm -hmm. a big lesson for what I got. It, it's mostly, yeah, like, it depends on Squid Spongebob in the first episode. I think his motivations were, weren't about friendship. It, weren't, it wasn't about sharing something with Patrick anymore. It was about his selfishness being mm -hmm. like, he got something on me. And I think that's what it drove him to be yep. that high key creeper breaking into a house. <laughs> and the second one, we see the motivations are what motive are what make people come together. And like we talked about, I think if Squidward would have been better and less selfish, he would have been able to get them to work together better. Um, but it was SpongeBob who motivated them in a positive way that made them create sweet sweet victory, which is the best art ever made. So. <laughs> So yeah, it's a lot about like how you choose to motivate people and your own motivations too with your own actions and stuff. Woo -woo. All right, Jose, close it out. Uh, no pressure. <laughs> uh, my first, well, I kind of went through three. My first one was don't be petty because I felt like Patrick and Squillian were both being very petty. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's too negative. So then I was like, don't purposely put people in positions where you're setting them up for failure because once again, Squilliam did that to Squidward and... Patrick did that thing where it's like, oh, look what, look what I got, but never mind. And he's like, you, you're asking him to fail. But I'm like, that's too negative. <laughs> so to end on a positive note, I wrote down, um, communicate and be honest with your friends. Uh, or just people in general. Uh, kind of going back to live your truth. Not only with your friends. With people, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not uh, people. Just, just kidding. <laughs> um, I wish SpongeBob would have just been like, hey, Pat. It's bothering me that you're you're putting this in my face and now you're not showing me. Mm -hmm. Or that he would have been like, let's trade secrets for secrets instead of telling him his whole life and then being like, well, now it's your turn. Um, so communicate with your friends. And the same thing with Squilliam and Squidward. I wish Squidward would have been like, yes, I do work out of out of as a fry cook. Five days is not enough. Uh, but at the same time, he pulled it off. But either way, communicate and be honest with your friends. People. <laughs> <laughs> That was good. Thank you, guys. Great round yeah. of big lessons. I feel like all, each of you had one multiple, which I only barely come up with one, but <laughs> but I like how well thought out they were. And thank you all for coming. You guys are a lot yeah. wiser than you look. Yeah. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> Roasted. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Roasted. <laughs> all right. So um, to close this all up, first, I want to give you all a chance to plug yourselves so we're going to go around the table, and if you want an Instagram handle to hit up, um, our followers at home can, you know, slide in them DMs. We'll start with Jose. <laughs> uh, 
Hey, so if you want to slide into my DM, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Check me out at underscore E-L-L Jose Martinez, J-O-S-E-M-E-R-T-I-N-E-Z. You know what I'm saying? Slide into that DM, dog. Or girl. <laughs> Anyways, that's my IG. Uh, my Instagram handle is at Fats Emil. Thank you. Hannah. <laughs> I mean, I can't say mine, but I'm, I have a private account, so I don't know that matters. So, do you, I mean, do you want do you want people to know? I mean, I'm not gonna. If I know them, I'll I'll fall back or whatever. But okay. We're not gonna we're not gonna give you Hannah's because she got a private life. She doesn't want to share with I'm you. Secret, like she that gotta... box. <laughs> All right. I want to thank you all for coming again. Um, For those of you at home or wherever you are listening to this podcast, uh, if you want to send us anything, suggestions, comments, or maybe you want to try to figure out Hannah's Instagram, (laughs) uh, you can reach you can reach out to us on ismaniaspodcast.com or email us at ismaniaspodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And also be sure to share with your friends and your enemies and comment on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. I also want to give a big shout out to Josh who got well, him and I, some bump matching t-shirts yeah. to say, is Manny's a podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think in that spirit, we should all end the podcast with a very important question for everyone to ponder at home. Is, is mayonnaise an instrument? <laughs>